Yo, what's poppin', y'all? Your boy AJ. It's your boy Nick. And this is Hip Hop Bias the Podcast. What's poppin' with you, dog? Ain't nothing, bro. Ready to do this show. There it is. It's gonna continue this countdown. All right. So last episode, we finished the 2000s. Um, now we're going to the 90s. We're getting to the nitty-gritty now. Uh, we're gonna start off with 99. I'm happy you started off. Because uh, right. I started off last time. All right, all right. Got you. <laughs> I said for artists, I said Eminem for Slim Shady LP, man. I feel like that shit was like, I just like, I love that album. Um, so I put, I put, um, yeah, 99, I put Eminem and I put Dre and Dilla. Um, Dre is number one for, you know, because he put out 2001 at that time as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that production wise was fantastic. Okay. It was really, really good. He took G Funk and then he did like a. He just went in a different direction. Yeah. A little bit, you know. He had, he still had the G Funk sense and whatnot and all that shit, but he he also started adding in a lot of piano. He started working with Scott Storch. He did a lot of piano and shit, um, and you know guitar sounds, all kinds of dope sounds. It was, the production was fantastic. So I put I put Dre, but I I I did put Dilla. Um, in '99, I just love Dilla so much. I wanted to make sure I wanted to fit him in somewhere, and I think Dilla really did his thing with um, like Water for Chocolate. That's not hip hop. Okay, yeah. So Diamond puts Dr. Dre, and then Jay Dilla runner up. Um, and then for album, I put Slim Shady LP, and I put um, like Water for Chocolate as a runner up. And then for the song, I put the next episode mm. as the the song. Hold up. Wait, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Alright, so at first I kind of, I was kind of like I was confused who to put with artists, but then I ended up putting Eminem as well. Mm. Um, artists. Producer, Dr. Dre. Album, I said 2001, actually. Because mm. mm, you, like, you had next episode, you had still yeah, Dre. Yeah, yeah, right. God about Dre. <laughs> Just like I could listen to that whole album top to bottom, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I had that vinyl sitting on my wall. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit's one of my favorite albums. A song. I'll probably say my name is. The mm-hmm. song. Yeah, I was considering that one. Yeah. That'll probably be my song of the year. Actually, no, 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 no. No, no. Mm-mm. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Oh, no, that came out in 2000. Damn, never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Never mind. Because, um, and then there was X came out that year. That uh, album came out that year. Okay. But Party Up didn't come out until 2000. Because I was about to say that. You could, Loki, Loki, you could have put that for the 2000s as well. That's mm-hmm. a, a song of the year, Loki, if you wanted to. Uh, but yeah, that was another good album that came out the year. And then there was X. Jarwoo's <laughs> Mm-mm, corona, sign up. No, man. No, fucking um, ja Rule's debut album came out that year. Benny Goody BG. Jay Z came out with Volume Volume Three as Carter. Yeah, it was yeah. what I, I thought it was. What yeah, I, yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. joints Same. on there. That's when I had Big Pippa, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, that Big Pippa. So yeah, that Big Pippa. Yeah. Park had another. Well, Park and the Outlaws had another album that came out that year. Still Not Rise. Nas came out with I Am. Yeah, I thought I Am was um, you know, I Am it was it was a good album. I didn't 
really hate me now shit I didn't really I wasn't really feeling that record um but I thought there's some really good hidden joints on that album production is inconsistent I think the production dip was significant from oh, it was written to I am but you I, I was like yeah the beats aren't as good but yeah it was it was a good album though Nas is like oh yeah classic yes that was a classic one of my top 10 Nas tracks maybe top five right um Snoop Dogg dropped No Limit Top Dog oh yeah Miss You Talk The Real World pretty much it for the most part. Oh, you know, oh, no. a night, that Juvenile, a Juvenile 400 Degrees came out. And that's, um, back that ass up was on that joint. That's <laughs> that actually was, that was actually a song that I, I considered putting as a runner up to next episode. That's 98, I think. You guys, 98? I think that's 99. I think that's 98. Really? 400 Degrees. Oh, it is. Actually, that's it's on my list. Yeah, yeah 98, 98, I have that coming up. Uh-huh. I was like, hold on now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you check quick the check. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta check me on that, bro. Um, I know it says nine nine in two thousand, but I don't know if that's not playing. But yeah, um, what else came out? Well, something else. I s- oh, Project Pat dropped his album too, Degree to Green. I mean, it's not like a commercial joint, but for like down south joint, that shit was so fucking. Yeah, uh, we're not talking commercial shit. For ninety nine, for me, was no things, all things fall apart. The roots. Absolutely fucking that fantastic. Too. That's that a personal favorite of mine. That joint was fucking what, 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 that came out of That was 99? Uh, that definitely came out of 99. Yeah, I think that had the, I think that was early 99. At the song, at the, um, That's on like the commercial level, that actually was one of their biggest songs with the joint with Adam Bandu. Yeah, you're right. That, that album is fantastic. Do you know, originally that was Jill Scott on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yep. like, oh shit. When I found out, I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Forgot about that joke. That joke was big on there. But yeah, 99 wasn't really too difficult to pick. So yeah, Eminem's. So I said Eminem, Dre, 2001. That next song, I said, what I said, I said, my name is. Yeah, I put, um, I put next episode, partially because I feel like next episode has have more staying power like in the next like 20 years like next episode is still getting played out if you want you know what i'm saying like I was for, going for me year alone. um but i just felt like yeah for me the next episode is just catchy as a catchy ass beat catchy ass song that's definitely one that's definitely one of my favorite documentary songs na 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 it's the motherfucking deal joe snoop dog <laughs> <laughs> That's all Corrupt had to do the entire song was just yell shit. That's all he did the entire fucking song. Still Dre was the runner up for me. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was going to say Still Dre at first. Yeah, I was too, actually. I was going to say that at I first. was like... But then I was like, I feel like My Name Is had like a big starting impact. Especially for like a debut artist. So I was like... Yeah, I, I know what you mean, bro. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Significant. Yeah, way. significant. Alright. Next year, 98... <laughs> so I had my pick, but it was so much shit that came out that year. But starting off, artists, you see the shirt, you see the jersey. <laughs> they don't see the shirt. They don't see it. If I had, to, if we had, if we were doing a video, you will see the fucking jersey. D to the motherfucking MX. RIP. RIP. Hey, that's it. That shit still hurt. But yeah, DMX, artist of the year. Album, it was hot. It was dark and hell is hot. 
producers. It was, I was, it, was either, it was between Beats by the Pound and Swiss Beats. But I think I just I put Beats by the Pound. Mm-hmm. Song was on Rough Riders Anthem. Yeah, Rough Riders Anthem. Because that shit's still iconic to this day. Especially now since he just yeah, passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, um, but again, it was so much shit that came out that year. Fucking Big Pun's debut album came out that year. Capital Punishment. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing album. I still listen to the album to this day. RP as well. My fact, I need to get Divine for that. No Limit as a whole. Just No Limit yeah, records yeah, as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Like Master P drops something. Mystical drops something. Yeah, the Shocker drops yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they, were just, they were just dropping that. Everybody, I think everybody was dropping shit at that point. When did make them? When did make them say Ugly Mo? What year was that? Was um, was I that? think that was nine. Was it? I think it might have been ninety seven. I think that. Yeah, I think it might. was that ninety seven. Yeah, I think so, bro. Yeah, it probably was. I think it was ninety-seven. Uh, and then Outcast, a criminal came out that year. Oh fuck, bro! <laughs> yeah, bro, yes. like that shit came out that year. Like fucking four hundred degrees, juvenile came out that year mm-hmm. with the legendary track. Back that ass up. To this day. To this day. Every time I go out, bro, they play it. Every single club. Like, it gets played once. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't <laughs> matter what year it is. <laughs> that shit, bro. It doesn't matter what. Well, it, just, it, it does matter what party. It does matter what party. Any party with a significant amount of Yes. Women. Yes. I would say a significant amount of women Twerkers. with ass. Yeah. That's what I would say. That yeah, place it gets <laughs> It's just true. It like, is. Every time. It doesn't matter. My it's, wife will take a testament to that as well. As soon as you hear that, do you go look around. Everybody's going to look around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It don't matter where you at. <laughs> Nigga, you can be in the mall. You can be in the mall you hear that shit playing. You don't expect somebody to back that ass up. <laughs> you could be at a basketball. You could be at a basketball game. And for all my motherfuckers that went to HBCU, you know this shit is true. It don't matter where the fuck you at. You could be in a fucking like... You could be the fucking basketball court, you know. Everybody, <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. Bro, I'm dead so ass. Serious. You could be in the fucking basketball court, you know. Everybody's playing ball, just like doing whatever. Joints around, blah blah blah. Speakers could be playing. As soon as that shit drop, everybody's gonna stop what they're doing. You could be joking. You could be. You about to shoot three. You gonna drop the ball. You gonna drop the ball. You gonna drop the ball. You could be in the mall. You could be at Walmart, my nigga. That shit. Somebody's going to twerk. Somebody's going to. They they literally took over the nine nine two thousand and the 2010s and now the twenty twenties. Right, and, uh, and they're gonna keep right, doing it right now. All like the Megan the Science shit. They're all like remakes of that beat, bro. Yeah, I can tell you that as a producer, they they're using that that in New Orleans sound. Yeah. Oh, and Hard Night Day come out that year. Dude. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna my list. Yeah, I forgot about that shit. I forgot about that song. Mm. Yeah, I didn't forget about it, but because that was um, was that volume two? Volume two. Yeah, volume two. Okay. Yeah, that that came out that ninety eight as well. I think I said yeah, man. Piece. So I yeah, <laughs> right, right. So I'll give you my breakdown. Um, DMX as well. I mean, the thing is crazy that you put out two albums in one year. Yes, which is crazy, right? And they both went. They, they both <laughs> debuted at number one, right? It was just crazy. Like that was definitely his year. That like, wasn't no way. And that's a fun fact for everybody. Jay the Grammys. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, Jay declined or he he refused to sh- show up to the Grammys at all because DMX was because DMX nominated. wasn't even nominated. So 
DMX has a lot of respect for rap from rappers, especially people in New York. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot of respect. And um, I think and for me, the reason why, I mean, he's such an obvious one for this year, but he's a very, he's just a, he's a, a bit of an enigma. Like, he's a special artist, man. Like, yeah. just like his whole shit. Like, you know, it's Dark and Hell is Hot, so that's the album I put for the year. Yeah, so. It is like... I mean, it really lives up to that name, bro. Like, it is dark as shit. Like, it is really dark. And, um, but it's got, but it also has, that has, um, you know, pop, like, not pop, but like catchy moments. Yeah. So I put, um, so I put producer, I put Swiss Beats. Cause I feel like that was Swiss Beats year. Yeah. Because of Robert Anthem. He didn't do that much else that year. Yeah. He did a couple other joints. But, um, but for me, I feel like that was, is like, Taking off point and and I, that beat is so catchy. For runner up, I did put Manny Fresh as a runner up because of the work with um, Cash Money and mm-hmm. um, back that ass up just because he produced that out that song. And then for so for a song, I put Rough Riders Anthem. I put back that ass up and I did put Hard Knock Life because at that time Hard Knock Life was one of um, was like host Jay's biggest song. It at that point, at, at that point, excuse me. At that point, that was his biggest song. It was a huge song, and it was catchy too. Yeah, and you can see why, because he, he did get the Grammy that year, right? Did he get the Grammy that year? I think he got the Grammy. That was the thing. Yeah. He had a problem. With yeah, that. he had a problem. With yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can understand that, but the fact that DMS wasn't even nominated, you know, yeah. it would be different if he was nominated and still lost, but he wasn't even nominated. So it was like. Yeah, like that is bullshit. At the end of the day. Yeah, this nigga had two albums the same year. And, the, and you don't even have to. People don't even have to love his music to just to recognize it. This is a different artist. Like, yeah. just the way he, like he's he's very different. Like, you know, it's not surprising that later on, like in his life, you know, the like he's like preacher and all this other stuff. Like, yeah. just all the shit. Like he like there's something about him. So I, it does surprise me, but it also doesn't because hip hop is constantly underrepresented and then not understood by Grammy boards. All these people, they yeah. don't even fucking know. They don't listen to it. That's why I don't listen. I don't even watch award shows. I don't actually give a fuck about the Grammys. I mean, if I was an artist, I would. I don't watch. I don't watch. I, I don't really. I don't care about award shows. I don't like, watch award shows general. either, really. The only thing I, know, only thing I watch was the hip hop BT, the um, BT hip hop awards. And even then, that's just to watch the cyphers. That's the only joint. And I, I just actually, watch the cyphers. I've been lucky to go to those in person. That was that was a yeah. fun shit, but um, yeah. Grammys. I think they got better when it comes to hip hop, but at that point, I was a little point. And so, so yeah, I think that's that year. That's pretty easy, bro. That was yeah, but easy. it was just so much shit that came out in that year. Though. It was yeah, we talk. Well, we talk about um, Lauren Hill. So I, oh, I was, yes. I was a little like so. So there's a, yeah. So so hold me say this. So Hove in his book Decoded, he's talking about rap, right? Yeah, and he's reflecting on '98. Because he said, Hope said 98 was a wonderful year for hip-hop. And I was like, okay, why does he say that? Tribe Called Quest came out, Love Movement. In the, same, yeah. the same week, Tribe Called Quest came out. Um, I think one of the DMX albums came out around the same time. And then Lauryn Hill came out. So you see all these different branches of hip-hop. You got like more conscious shit. You got like DMX, who I put in his own category. Because yeah. I wouldn't say DMX, he's... Yeah, he's gangster, but he's not just it's gangster. gangster. It's, like, it's, it's like it's gangster, but it's like but it's, it's something else. I can't but put it's a, still conscious. That's what I'm saying. He's like he's just his own special thing. Yeah, DMX, and then so yeah, so I was like, you said Lauren Hill, nah, she doesn't rap enough on on that album in particular, and I I, I agree, and that's why I didn't put her on there. But if if 
if she did, I would I would honestly put her as a runner up for the albums category because yes, definitely. that sure. album was so fucking good. And it, it was an amazing album. That to this day she's still like legendary because well I me mean, obviously the Fuji shit, but also because of that one project. Yeah. So and that's my thing too, like people consider her like the greatest woman MC or woman rapper of all time. And I'm like, I can't put I can't give her that. I can't yeah, give her yeah, that. Yeah, you said that, yeah. Right, Just because, right. like, I mean, yeah, she got the Fuji shit, too. But, like, as far as solo work, that's all she has. Right, she is And right. even with that, she doesn't, doesn't do, for me, enough rapping for you to give her that total, you know, to right. give her that title. That's how I feel. I'm going to be controversial about That's how I feel about Andre 3000. Because I think Andre 3000 is an amazing rapper, but he doesn't have enough solo discography to I say... Agree. That that's me personally, and I agree too. I mean, granted, he does have a lot of features. He has a lot of features, so <laughs> you but, could. But that's why I wouldn't say he's the number one. Yeah, the number one person has to be someone who's put out a lot of catalog. Yeah, they and I'm the same. Catalog. And that's how. And I said, I said, I said, same yeah. shit. I said the exact same shit. You know, I say this. That. Yeah, me here. <laughs> <laughs> I agree completely. I wholeheartedly agree. Just like the takeover shit, I wholeheartedly agree. Just because, like, yeah, it's just it's just not enough work for me. Yeah, and here's another controversial thing. Biggie. Oh, yeah. As great as Biggie yeah, is. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, and, this, and this is, unfortunately, and the same can be said about Big Pun. The same oh, can absolutely. be The same Big can be L. said about Big L. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, they all died before they can like... Will you say it about Pop? I wouldn't say that about Pop, only because even if you don't include his post-humor stuff, he still has six albums. Mm. He has... He has um um Tupacalypse now, Tupac strictly for my niggas. Thug life, me against the world, all eyes on me, and then Machiavelli. Wow, I fucking lost track. I didn't even. Yeah, I, he I had six. Yeah, like for some reason I thought he had three. Nah, he had six God. before you. Even count the double album because that was two albums pretty much. <laughs> two albums with the content. But yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you want to do that, that's technically seven. If you want to do that, right, that's right. Seven. Yeah. So uh, that that's a whole different lane because at that point he had six albums of work. That's on top of He's the shit that didn't get released, and that's like how many more albums that came out? That's crazy, man. Like, that's so fucking crazy. Yeah. So like, when did his first joint come out? Tupacalypse that came out in ninety two. Ninety two, yeah. Like nine, yeah, ninety two. He he dropped an album every year. Like Tupacalypse was ninety two, Strictly for My Niggas ninety three, Thug Life was just yeah. Thug Life was like a compilation album. But I it's was surprised him. when I was looking at Biggie to see like there was that three year gap between. Um, well. He did have the Dream Mafia project. Oh right! So he, oh yeah. So if you include if you include that, that's three. But even still, it's like yeah. I can't really put him. That's just me. I that's just me. I like I can't. Um, I don't either. I don't either. I think so, and I think sometimes when people get killed, um, it's just kind of like they get immortalized in a way. It's like yeah, yeah, like yeah. We know he's great, but like, but that because he we lost him doesn't. Like mean that oh he's a better rapper you yeah. know what I'm saying like yeah we lost him at a at a point which he was very commercially successful yeah but, but we still have to look at what we still have to objectively look at what he put out he put out two fucking albums plus the two classics. two classics two classics no, two classics yeah but but you can't deny yeah, that at all exactly you know what I'm saying I, yeah, I, even if he didn't die when Life After Death came out that's I, did, I feel like it still would have been a classic oh so it still would have been it still would have sold like it did he it came out like 16 days after he died it came out like really like almost yeah it's crazy how, how soon it was but yeah we say that to say yeah 
if we consider Miseducation of Lone Hill, if we can, if we consider that a rap album, it would definitely be a runner up yeah, for ninety eight. For me, for me, for, yeah, yeah. for you too. You think yeah, it'll, it'll, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll put it above Capital Punishment. Yeah, mm. I'll, I'll put it above Capital Punishment. Just because she had a lot of messages, she's conscious. Yeah, and, you know all this stuff. You know what I'm saying. The love movement for rap. me, um, and then the love movement for me was pretty good. It wasn't fantastic, but I liked it. I thought it was good. Good, um, uh, yeah. Because at that point, the um, the chemistry between them, between Q Dog and Q Tip and Fife were done at that point. Honestly, yeah, they were beef. Yeah, they were beef. They were beef at that point. Whoa, as Q Tip as Q Tip says, Fife was beefing with me. <laughs> I was just watching on on one of their documentaries. Oh yeah, yeah. I meant to watch. I want to watch that one. It was cool. It was cool. It was glad. I was glad they were able to patch everything up before you know. Yes. Yeah. Before on fight fast. Other than that, I think we covered that shit. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that was a really great year for hip hop. Like a super great year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Awesome yeah. 97. 97. Was that you or my album? I think uh, I'm sorry. wrong. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. yeah, so for 97, I said Biggie. And for producer, I said The Hitman. And R.I.P. Um, Chucky Thompson. That's oh, yeah. a yeah. dope dude. He's a DMV legend. He passed away earlier this year from coronavirus. But um, oh, that's I actually had the pleasure of meeting him and, and playing music for him one time. Um, I'm down at the radio station. Oh shit! Which yeah, one? so he was um, PGC. Oh shit! Yeah, so that was dope. But um, he was um, you know part of that team with Diddy that yeah. really just killing shit at the time, like doing shit for Mace and doing shit for Biggie and all that shit. And um, yeah, and Life After Death. I mean, it's, it's this one was e- this one was really easy for me. Life After Death and Song of the Year. I put for him. I put Hypnotize. Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of just pretty straightforward all around. Uh, I don't even remember what else came out in 97. No, there's a lot of shit that came out. I'll get to that. So, my list is literally the same as yours. Biggie, Life After Death, Hitman, Hypnotized. Mm-hmm. It's literally the same shit. However, for the list, I say Biggie. As a whole, that was Bad Boys year. Yeah. As a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, not, and not just off of Biggie. Because, yeah, Biggie dropped Life After Death, but then... Diddy as a whole dropped on, I think, No Way Out. That's the shit that had all about the Benjamins on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that came out. Mace's debut album came out yeah, that year. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Bad Boy was just on a whole run as a whole that year in general. Another album that came out that year, my underrated album of the year, Uptown Saturday Night, Camp Low. Mm, oh, that shit. shit. With Lucini. Lucini this is it. Is that was it. my shit. Oh, Cooley House, my other joint. I like that. That, that was my shit, too. Yeah, that's like, a good yeah. one, bro. That's a good pull, bro. I forgot about that shit. Yeah, I was looking at I was looking at the album. I was just, just like, to think what I was like, oh, shit. No, there's got to be some other shit. Um, Bone Thugs dropped Art of War. Oh. Another double album. Yeah. Wu Tang dropped. What was it? Wu Tang Forever that came out? Was that Wu Tang Forever? Yeah, Wu Tang Forever had another double album. Common right. dropped um, One Day It All Makes Sense. I love that album. Master P dropped Get O D, another classic album. That's when Make Him Say Uh came out. Yeah. <laughs> what else came out that year? Are You Still Down? Pop dropped another album that year. Are You Still Down? Oh, In My Lifetime Volume 1. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That fucking intro was amazing. Yeah, it was fire. Yeah, you played that shit the other night. Yeah, a million yeah. Um, Rhyme No More. Like, yeah, that's Rhyme my, No More. That's my that shit. is some joints on there. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite was um, Where I'm From. Yeah, that was where I'm from, Mozzie's son, ain't nothing nice. This shit was hard, bro. 
Oh, that's when LL dropped on um, Phenomenon. Mm. That's when I had three on um, four, three, two, one. When he did some fucking um, cannabis. Cannabis, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, oh, and Scarface dropped Untouchable. Mm. That's what um, Smile, Smile was on. Was it? Oh uh, yeah. no, Aquaman no, was ninety eight. Yeah, that was ninety eight. Ninety seven was really all bad boy. Yeah, bro. I mean, a lot of double albums. I I found it kind of funny and ironic. Pop dropped the first ever rap double album. Right. Then of course, as soon as he does it, Biggie want to come out with fucking Life of the Death. Wu Tang comes out with Wu Tang Forever. Bone Bills come out with um All the War. Those are all the those are all double albums. Oh, and all them shits came out in '97. Oh shit! Yeah, all just came out in '97. So Pop low key started a trend at that point. Like, like Pop can do it, I can do it too. Right. You, you know, know what saying? else is that they actually the record companies would count that album as a as a two, two albums. Album, right. Yeah. So people are like oh, that's, a good, that's a good market. Look at look at and we talked about this earlier streams. See what Drake's doing. Like they're doing the same shit. Like it's like yeah. they're doing fifty million because they're not trying to make that money. So yeah, that was that, that's true. That's another. But thing. I feel like the far as the streaming process. Have that many songs, it's kind of like, yeah. And again, and then with this generation too, it's kind of like, this generation has like a um, shorter attention span. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're not gonna like, want, really want to sit through all. Yeah, full, I, I think. Full fledged album. I think like it's that. really like, just to, like, you play, cause music is played in the background a lot now. So it's yeah. like, you just put it on and Spotify will automatically keep playing and join. Yeah. Like, I, I know Migos put up a new playlist. And it's literally their album over five times over a row. So you click on the playlist and it'll just play and they'll just keep racking up money. That's, that's you know, that's just is money, man. Music is not just music, it's money too. Sure, I'm a sure, businessman, sure. so I, myself, so that's why I see things that way as well. Yeah, man. So I think we got 97. We definitely got yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty much that. 96 on me. 96 was really hard for me. Artist, pop, album, all eyes on me. Producer, organized noise, song, California Love. Yeah. For me, it was just pretty much straightforward for me. Just because, like, Pocket came back. He got he, he got out of jail. And um, he's new on Death Row. He worked on a whole new album. Yo, he was a jail. He, 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 he had a mission, but he got out of jail. He had a oh, whole man, mission. Bro, he had got out of jail only because... Jimmy Irene and Suge Knight one put one point five million on bail. Yeah, I mean, god damn. And man, I mean, I think they made it back though. <laughs> I mean, they definitely did. They, made that shit they back. definitely did. I mean, that shit went diamond. So sorry, yeah, that shit's certified diamond though. But yeah, like, like, he came back with Avengers, bro. Like, this nigga had like six singles. <laughs> right, six that he had. Count for your love. They're both that and remix. He had um. How do you, How want, do you it? want it? Two of America's most wanted. I ain't mad at you. It's not a single, but Hearts of Men. Oh, yeah, I always put that joint. Oh, yeah, that. All About You, that was another single. Oh, okay. I mean, Hit Em Up came out that year, which, you know, probably more, at that time, more, most prolific distance at that time. Uh, And then even after he passed away, he dropped the Machiavelli album. Well, he didn't drop it, but like they dropped the Machiavelli album like two months after he passed. So he had two albums out the same year. And I think it's that one is originally outsold all eyes on me. That's crazy. I mean, partially because, you know, he passed so late. Right, right. So, you yeah. get a certain amount of attention. Yeah, yeah, but still. And it was, I mean, and it was definitely a good album. Uh, another vinyl I need to get. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up for me. But of course, more shit came out that year. You have fucking, um, was it AT Allen's that came out in 96? Yeah. AT Allen's came out in 96. Yeah. 
Um, I can get to that shit, bro. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to say my shit. Two, I put Pog, too. And then uh, I put Hov as a runner-up. Yeah. And really, you got to be honest that Reasonable Doubt, you compare the uh, like commercial success of Reasonable Doubt to to um, All Eyes on Me is a joke. Because Reasonable Doubt did not even sell like that. It was on some little ass label, like it didn't. It didn't sell like that. But I yeah. put I put Hope on there because to me it's one of my favorite Jay Z albums. Also the birth of Jay Z. So yeah. like, I, I, that's why I think it's like a relevant, a significant event uh, in the in a, in the life of hip hop. But um, and then for for production, I put Organized Noise um, because of AT Aliens because I yeah. felt like. Their formula, they were just so consistent, man. They were so consistent on that album, bro. Like, and I felt like no other producer. I mean, definitely like like Daz. Um, there were definitely producers at that time that were really doing like were killing shit. I know Daz had a bunch of joints and all eyes on me. And Reasonable Doubt had a variety of really good producers. But um, but nah, but Organized Noise they just killed that whole album. So that's nice. definitely on there. And then for album, I put All Eyes on Me. Yeah. And then, you know, I, it's really hard to just... Because it's like the title is just true. Because literally, and I think Pox this in an interview, he said, like, all, I've made it All Eyes on Me. Because literally, All Eyes on Me. Cops' eyes are on me. <laughs> all the fans' eyes are on me. Fucking FCC, which is like the you know, yeah. uh, radio. Their yeah. eyes are on him. All the girls' eyes are on him. All the dudes' eyes are on him. Like all the shit, like it was yeah. pretty much like it really was him, like it, at his you know peak in that yeah. way. And so California Love like has to be the joint because for me, you know, with Dre on the beat, like it's a song that to this day like it's just played. You know what I mean? It's just one of those songs, bro. Like yeah, definitely, definitely. It's just one of those songs. Uh, and I put Can't Knock the Hustle. And again, it's the same that it's not even anywhere near California Love to be honest, but. That I put that song just because it was um, the intro song on that album. So I'm really, I'm really just all that has to do with the fact that Jay Z's career was born on that date, '96. That's, that's why. That's why I still think it's a relevant um, thing to put out there. I, I listen to it still to this day. I can respect that. Also, we dropped in '96. Little Kim dropped Hardcore. Mm. That's a joint that had Crushing You on there. Oh yeah, Chocolate Quest dropped. These rhymes, these rhymes of life. Yeah, yeah. drop that joint. I mean, this is more of an underground joint, but Eminem dropped Infinite. Yeah, underground joint, and also the Roots dropped Illadelphia. Illadelphia, yeah, I was about to say that shit too. That's what they do. Why? What they do? Yeah, what they do is fucking fire. But it also clones concerto of the Desperado. Yeah, that was a really hard album. That was a really hard album, and for Philly, that was that that was big. Even though it was a low, it was I mean, a low key. It wasn't like yeah, commercial success. Yeah, yeah. But what they do, like, actually made a little bit of a splash. Yeah, a bit Set of them up, yeah. you know, next drop. And then Mob Deep dropped on um, Hell on Earth. Oh, you know, I'm glad you said that. I totally forgot about that. Hell on Earth is fantastic. Yeah, it really. Yeah. Um, really, I, I felt like yeah, it was like a really good sequel. Um, Godfather Part Three in particular. Yes. Um. But a couple of joints on there in particular that yeah, shit. had a lot of shit on there. It was like, it, it was hell on earth. I mean, it really did capture that vibe. It was, it was like, some of that shit was scary. It was like, like even the interludes and shit. Like, I was like, oh shit. Oh, yeah. That's some hard shit, bro. And then, of course, it was written. Of course. I mean, listen, I, the fact that I, I feel ashamed. <laughs> um, it was written. Yeah, I got to talk about that for a second. Because I think it was written like, come following Elmatic. I mean, how the fuck do you follow that up? It's hard. It's hard. 
But I felt like it was written with is a great album. Like it is. stop comparing it to fucking Illmatic, bro. Like people it's keep two comparing different lands. it. Like it's you can't. It's two so different lands. I think it, it's the, so with it was written. He was going a little more in the like gangster mafia rap type shit. But I felt like he still had he still had the lyricism and the beats. I really liked the beats on it was written a lot. Yeah. Like he there was a real smooth vibe and Trackmasters did their thing on it. Um, you know the message. It, I think this bit the biggest one of the biggest hits that like still gets played. If I ruled the world is one of, of his is one of his biggest yes. songs like to date. But also you have tracks like um, the track with uh, produced by DJ Premier. Um, I think it, it's where he's telling the whole song from the perspective of a gun. I gave you power. Yes. Yeah. That one is one of his best songs yeah. of his entire career, in my personal opinion. So fun fact. This night is still name six. The Machiavelli song, "Me and My Girlfriend." I'm sure you know. I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I definitely. The concept of that song was based off "I Gave You Power" because mm. me and my girlfriend, his girlfriend, is this guy. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it was based off of that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Wow, that's cool, bro. The well, same reference off of that. Yeah, the same year, exactly. Bro. Yeah, so that was a good album. That was a good yeah. album. And fucking the Fugees dropped the score. Oh yeah. That year. Oh. Buster Rhymes to come in. Oh, that was that his debut? Show? Yeah, that Buster Rhymes debut album came out that year too. Yeah. Yo, Wuha. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was the start of Buster Rhymes. Well, I ain't gonna say that. That was the start of his solo career. Right, he's been doing shit. Yeah, he's been doing shit for a minute. Oh, I will say one of my favorite songs from 96, though. No Diggity. Oh, yeah. By, like, I mean, it's R&B, but it's kind of hip hop too. So. Yeah, it's kind of hip hop too. It's, it's a crossover. This is a crossover. It's a crossover. I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll allow that. We'll allow that. We'll allow that. Because you got Dre and um Queen Pen rapping on the joint, and it's real. It's really a hip hop beat. It just, oh yeah, no, no, I was just about to say from a production standpoint, it's, it's absolutely hip hop beat. It just has the singing on it. Right. Another fun fact: that song, that beat was actually meant for pop. Mm. You know the song "Toss It Up." Mm. You know, you know, you know how it sounds similar. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it was meant. So it was meant for Pop. Well, Pop wanted. It. I don't say. I ain't gonna say it was meant for Pop. Pop wanted it for his album. But when Dre left, he he took the beat with him and he gave it to fucking Blackstreet. So of course, it was Pop was upset. So that's when they did toss it up. He started dissing Dre on that shit. Mm. Yeah, that's what shit sounds so similar. He's like, and you, and he's like, and we took your beat, nigga, because you wasn't rocking it right. I was like, damn. <laughs> 96 was all pop. All pop. Yeah, it's gotta be all pop. All bro. pop. Absolutely. All eyes on him. All eyes on him, man. Argon. My favorite artist of all time. That's your favorite Oh, really? Of all time, yes. You never said. Oh, you never yeah, told pop, me. my favorite artist of all time, bro. That's crazy. But I'm not biased. I know what he can and cannot do. That's that's the thing. What do you mean? Is that, how are you not biased or your favorite artist? No, because you know, some people, cause some people can be like, who's better for yourself? Pop could be pop. No, nigga, he's not. Pac <laughs> oh, is not. You know what I'm saying? That type shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's like, yeah, you know, like some, there's some people that are like fans and like they can't do anything wrong. Like, yeah, exactly. And, and like no matter what, they always say this when I'm not, yeah, I'm not like, actually not like that either. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm I'm not, not, I know what not. you mean. For example, like I put the video, like, you know, advertising the whole, like, who like popping in 07 Wayne versus T Pain. And one of my friends, he's a Wayne head. So, like, Anytime you, th- you think somebody's bad, yeah, like, he's going yeah, like go in, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not even, I'm not, even yeah, I'm, not like, like, I'm not even going to like respond to that because right, like, right. I know who you, I know what you're about. You're a Wayne head. You well, can't, you, like, you can't get through the Wayne head. Bro. No, I mean, well, it's like because they've chosen a side. Yeah, like, it's not always about choosing a side. It's about just like look at the 
landscape of the music. Like it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like they could, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know where they're gonna go. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm like. I'm not really like that with him, but almost anybody, bro, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not like, like that. I'm kind of like open yeah. to shit, but but yeah, Pocky is my favorite artist of all time. So like, wow, yeah. I mean, I know why you say that. Yeah, he's done a lot, man. We watched the Tupac movie. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a pretty good movie. Right. But I think the real the real star of the show, mm-hmm. you know, um, he didn't you didn't think it was pretty good. You thought it was pretty, but you didn't thought it was like you know average or bad or what did you? How did you feel about it? I thought it was pretty good. It was good for what it was. I feel like they could have did more with the movie. We could go all day with that. <laughs> but, like, just, just to keep it short, like, I feel like they could have did way more. I mean, this there was stuff they did that I like how they touched on the whole, like, who set them up type shit. So you you finally know who set them up with the first shooting. I like how they focus on his relationship with um, um Quincy Jones, his own daughter. Um, I like how they focus on that. I like how they had, like, some of the original Outlaw members, like, in the actual movie. Mm, yeah. So I did like that, like little, like little small shit. I like how they had Snoop's voice. I thought that was funny. Man, Snoop's I voice. I didn't. Nah, I did not. I didn't, didn't like. I didn't like that. Honestly. You didn't like it? Why not? It, it, it just didn't match. It just, it just, I thought it was funny. It, I mean, look he was talking shit. Like, <laughs> you're like, man, fuck them. <laughs> he was like, like when I first real, when I when I first watched the interview, I didn't really realize that. I just thought the niggas really sounded like Snoop. Like yeah. you know, some people like voice acting is that good. Then when I found that, I was like. That's disappointing. And that's one thing. And that's another thing. Yeah. Like, you, you had all this time to work um, on this shit. And you couldn't get somebody, yeah. like, you know. For me, bro, for me, I feel like it should have gotten the straight out of Compton treatment, but it yeah. didn't. That's, what, like, that's, what, I, that's I think, what I'm saying. I'm, I, I, I took film class in school, right? And I also love movies. So, like, I look at movies, like, straight out of Compton, like, yeah, they had some real fucking, like, good technicians, film people on staff. Yeah. I felt like they kind of rushed the Tupac shit. It just sounded, it felt yeah. like. It they were trying like, to get it out on it was, his birthday. It they felt, were rushing to get it out oh, on that, his birthday. Okay. It, the movie, like, came out I mean, on his birthday. So. Okay, I understand where they're coming from with that. Yeah. That's cool. But I, yeah, I, I exactly. felt like the movie was very reactive to Straight Outta Compton. Like, oh, Straight Outta Compton. Too. Here that you too. go. Like, that I, too. I think they. I think they could have done a lot more to paint a better picture of him. Like, some yeah. of the stuff with his mom and shit. Like, I think some of that comes down to, honestly, the acting. I think the acting, at times, wasn't as good as it should have been. That, too. I felt like... Like, they, the dude they, to play Pop, he looked like him. He looked like Pop. But, act, I mean... You thought he, 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 he could have been better. You thought he could have... Yeah, I feel like I, I think he could have been better, too. I think he came off a little... I seen him in other stuff. He can act. I just don't think the role was really for him, other than the fact that he looked like Pop. Yeah, I, personally. I, yeah, I can see why you say that. I think they definitely put the the face first. I think yeah. that I think one of the problems was the screenwriting. The screenwriting wasn't good enough. I think they yeah. should have got a better screenwriting. But I think that the, also the goes dialogue to dialogue could have been better. But also that also goes to the point that like there was really nobody other than like maybe the outlaws. There was really nobody there to like tell the story. Like with Straight yeah. Outta Compton, you had Q, Dre. Yellow, Ren, you know what I'm saying? They were well, You know what? That's a good point, bro. And, and even with, you know, and even yeah, with like when the toys came out, because the toys came out before all of that. Oh, you still, true. you still had Biggie's mom. You still had Diddy. You still yeah, had yeah. J Rock. You still yeah. had Lil Kim. You, you still had what? all yeah, the people that was yeah, yeah. still around. That, and that you, you, had, and you had somebody like who could tell you, who could tell the story, but also what I was saying with the film quality. Give it a good budget. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got Ice Cube's a film legend, bro. Yeah. The motherfucker had all the connections. Like, I, I'm kind of upset that they didn't do the same thing for Tupac. How the fuck? Yeah. Like, like, what, right. Suge Knight gonna pay for it? Like, who's gonna, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so I think they definitely missed something with that. I did like Suge Knight's I did. I feel like he did a good job. 
You th- his actor? I, I did feel like he yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think so too. I remember that one line he had. I think you need some protection too, just in case. Just in case. Like I thought that was great. But like, he's some more man. Oh, you done eating off my plate now? Like what? <laughs> I thought that like, was you thirsty? Cool. Wash it, wash it down. Pour a little bottle of champagne. I'm like, God dang. I I think I liked. I will say I think I liked Sugar a little more in um in Straight Outta Compton. Uh, his portrayal in that movie was was uh it was kind of that, that nigga was an actor though. Oh, like, that nigga was an actor because like I saw like I saw he got arrested for like battery or some shit or like oh, a, shit. something like that. And this is after the movie. This is after the movie right. came out. Well, it's and someone was like, damn nigga, it was only a movie. <laughs> Just like the scene when he pulled up to get his parking spot. He was so yeah. mad about his spot. I was like, oh my God. And like, park my car. And Ben had no blood in my seats neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, my, my other favorite part was when uh, when Drake knocked the dude out in the studio. And then and all then the like, oh, oh, He just laughed. Oh, he has that deep laugh right after he did it. That's it. He literally knocked out his homeboy right in front of him. He's on the ground, like stretched out. I don't think Drake would have done that shit though. <laughs> and of course, and of course, I mean, Drake. Some stuff is probably some stuff is probably fabricated. Of course, I mean, not every biopic is going to be one hundred percent. Well, that's, yeah, that's part of the problem with the Tupac one. I feel like yeah, it, it definitely wasn't a. But straight out of content is like the closest uh, biopic is going to get to hundred percent that you can get. That's yeah. like that's like between that and Ray, Ray, oh wow, and Ray yeah. and Ray. You know what I'm saying? Those like those are like the S tiers of biopics. Those right. are that. Those those are the S tiers. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the Aretha Franklin movie? This is not hip hop, but I didn't watch it. No, I, I didn't saw that shit. That shit was good. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It. It was the only good. biopics I've seen, I've seen Ray. Straight out of content. Pop was good. Um, Notorious. TLC joint. I'll put TLC below those two. Like that was a good one too. TLC joint was good. The only thing I didn't like on, um, Straight Outta Compton, I'm I'm nitpicking a little bit here, was the pop scene. Like when Jay came to the studio and he was recording Hail Mary. Like Dre was not at death row when Pop was recording Hail Mary. That was my only like thing with that. Yeah, yeah, they made it that, all Hollywood. It's kind of Hollywood yeah. shit. I'm like, you could have picked. My thing is like, you could have picked any song for him to record it. Y'all picked Hail Mary. I'm like, y'all couldn't put two of America's Most Wanted. Y'all couldn't pick fucking I Ain't Mad at You or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep you know what I'm saying? Just keep it like keep it relevant. Yeah. Back back when Dre was actually kind of still there, or you could have did fucking can't see me because Dre actually produced that one too. Dre only right, produced right. he only produced two songs on the whole album, and California Love was even meant for Pac either. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so so. Ne- next time we'll have them consult you, bro. You should have <laughs> been hired as a consultant. Like just saying, bro. Keep, saying. keep let's keep it factual. Let's yeah, keep like it non fiction. Like I said, I'm a Pac fan, I'm a huge Pac fan. Pac's my favorite artist. So when I saw it, I was like. That doesn't go there, but I'm gonna let it slide for now. <laughs> but other than that, and you know, all the you know some fabrication, and I feel like the movie kind of focused more on like Dr. Dre more than it's just the group as a whole, especially once they split up. But um, other than that, Shredder and Humpty was the shit. Yeah, it was a good ass movie, bro. <laughs> it was a like good movie, bro. Damn, we got way off topic. <laughs> well, we did, but I mean, hey, it that's all right. It's hip hop, nigga. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's happens. That's gonna happen. Woo. We went from albums to movies, but yeah, 
Yeah, I think this is a good stopping point. Yes, sir. And then we can finish the other parts in the 90s in the next episode. That being said, I'm your boy AJ. Your boy Nick. This is Hip Hop Vibes Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace.